Dude, I was very much surprised at the fact that you can get so much essential shit too. So I got uh, like uh, the wife beaters tank tops and I didn't know it would come as Amazon essential brand or yeah, Amazon essential, essential brand. Yeah. That's why Amazon basics. Amazon basics. Yeah. I wonder how many other branches they actually have. Though. I My HDMI cables, Amazon, the new ones I ordered, Amazon yeah. basics, two yeah. for 10 bucks. They're wicked. I prefer... Amazon though, just because there's somebody you can actually trust. And even this mic right here, I think I was telling you yesterday is that uh, there's a little bit, if you listen very closely and everything is off and except this is on, you can hear a little bit of a crackling, but it's not very noticeable, right? Okay. So I'd rather, uh, I, I looked on the website and all they said that you have to do is uh, they, they sent me postage and they're already sending me a replacement right now. So I might even get the replacement before I ship this back out so I can actually... Hang on to this. Yeah. <laughs> Not worry about it. And then ship it back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ho- it should be in, like, I had a little bit of a curve off of what I'm actually getting all this shit. Remember I was telling you they canceled my order and then they fucking put yeah, it back yeah. on. Um, but. Besides that, yeah. everything else has been great. Like, I got the postage already. I just got to print it. And, uh, yeah, I already have the packaging. You just put it back in the box, drop it off the kind of post. Don't. That's all I do. I just tell people, I'm like, if you have anything that you might need to return, just don't destroy the box. And exactly. Put it right back in that same box. I was lucky, though, because like the next day is the day that I uh, started crumpling them up. And then Rob came over and then we started doing it. He goes, yeah, yo, this, there's something up with this. And I'm like, I can't figure that shit out. <laughs> like, I, I put the headphones on. I'm like, what are you hearing? And then yeah. he just cranks it all the way up. I'm like, oh, okay, I hear it now. Oh, yeah. He's hearing it on like the lower setting. My, my hearing's terrible. Do you remember in university? I don't know. Well, okay. This was when I was in first year, so you were probably like set, like high school still. Yeah. When they had um, they had this ringtone that you could turn on that adults couldn't hear, so oh, it no, would be what? like it would be like a screeching at a certain frequency, and when as soon as you activated it, anyone young would be like, "What the fuck?" Like, seriously, like screech, and no adults could hear it. I couldn't hear it. <laughs> I was eighteen at the time, so that are you that sure it's not somebody you, that was playing a trick on you though? No, no. Are you sure? during calculus class one time in a hall full of like three four hundred people i turned it on and everyone around me went like what the fuck is that (laughs) like everyone around me i couldn't hear shit and my friend kidding me my friend beside me goes oh my god oh my god and she's like like this distance and i'm like what the fuck and i turn i'm trying to turn it off but i can't it was you yeah i did it i fucking i did like three times and the one girl in front of me what are you hearing can you stop doing that i'm like wow i would love to hear what that or i guess i don't even know if i'll be able to yeah it's ridiculous i had it on my crazer i remember oh my god that was my first ever phone too yeah it was (laughs) it was like a thing that some kids would do they would put that as their ringtone for texts or calls so that teachers couldn't hear it but they could that that's that's (laughs) crazy i've never heard anything like that i was very like like I've heard, of, remember when the iPhone first came out, they had yeah. all these like stupid apps. Like, I don't know ringtones. if you remember the beer one. No, not even ringtones, but there's a beer app where it looks like you have beer in your phone and you tilt it this way and like it slowly gets yeah. Like, yeah. shit like that. I remember they had a I gun one too. Like yeah. it's shaped like a gun and you press a button and it pretends like it's shooting. <laughs> We're like, that was oh my show God, you, this yeah, is revolutionary, dude. Yeah. Show you where it's going. Because I think it was like grade nine or grade 10 where I actually first started getting the iPhone and all that stuff. And then my friends were playing it. There were all these like- I, I saw grade 11 or 12 is like- iPhone, iPod Touch. I would say iPod Touch is a lot in school, like not the phone. I'd say one of the first bigger games on like those old apps, like iPhone, was Doodle Jump. Do you remember? Do you remember? Did you ever play any? No. Like, oh man, 
I, I, lunch, my, like yeah, my first shit. phone was at 18 and I got the Crazer. But now, well, yeah, my phone. first phone was a crazy too. But like, I didn't play on my phone. My boys all had like the iPhones and all that shit. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Yo, check this game out, Doodle Jump or like I'm helicopter." Or Salman some shit. had the iPod Touch. That was okay. about it. Okay, but, but did that iPod Touch was an iPhone without the phone part? True, true, true. So you, it was still dope. Like just the fact that this small device was like, um, it could it could connect to Wi Fi and get internet. It was like, holy shit, this is incredible. <laughs> it's not dude. a computer. Yeah. <laughs> like what the like fuck? even just getting to a Wi Fi and using yeah. it, like this is incredible. I would much prefer uh, that, just so you can kind of stay away from like the communication of everybody in terms of like, yeah, like like when we go to like you a cottage weekend or some shit. Just give me this. I know. Yeah. Well, the I'm only difference between a tablet and the phone is literally the the the, the speaker and the yeah. mic part. True. Because. Yeah. Even the app, but you can even every time anybody uses that, you have headphones that probably have a mic on it anyway. Exactly, right? Exactly. That's kind of so, like standard like, now. Tablets are kind of phones; they just don't have SIM card slots at I, this point. There, because even when the way people communicate, it's not through texting; it's through apps. You can just get those yeah, on WhatsApp. tablets. WhatsApp you can get is WhatsApp like on your tablet for everybody now. You could use it on your tablet, and you can even make phone calls off it now too. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like half the time, my mom is calling me off a of fucking WhatsApp calling. I'm like, dude, use yeah. the regular. Call. Yo, we dude. have the same fucking line. <laughs> the other day, um, I just burned and I come upstairs and my mom's like, Tony, Tony. I'm like, what? She's in her room. So like, come here. She's like, here, talk to uh, G from <laughs> India. I've never met this man before. And she, fa- she gives it, to- she's FaceTiming him. She's FaceTiming. Yeah. Oh, I'm that's like, even worse. Oh, hi. That's- <laughs> she's like, he's, then he starts going on. Oh, when are you coming to India? When are you getting married? I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. And then as soon as I got a second, I'm like, I'm going to, uh, good night. Good night, yeah. Adam. I'm going to get back to mom. Mom, don't ever do this shit again. And I was like, what are you doing? Dude, that's my Face biggest time. Fear. That's my biggest After fear. Like, bird? You, you know when you're walking closer to your mom or your dad or whatever it is, yeah. and uh, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, Tony's here, Tony's here. You're like, please don't be FaceTime. Please don't be FaceTime. Please. Oh, oh, hey, hi. Oh Great to see Long time. How are the kids? That was actually <laughs> the first time I've ever seen my mom do a FaceTime call. I didn't know. She oh, really? <laughs> you didn't know she had I, that capability? <laughs> no, I, I, I knew she could do it if she yeah. wanted to, because she knows a lot about WhatsApp. True. Because she's done in, like just calling to India through the Wi-Fi and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't even know if that was WhatsApp FaceTime. I don't know. It was just full screen. So uh, I couldn't yeah, tell. WhatsApp FaceTime has like, is their it own good? video calling. Video calling is what it's Yeah, called. video calling. It's decent. Like, it's I decent. haven't really had any issues with it. Yeah, that. it wasn't like, if I'm whipping the phone around, it wasn't like perfectly clear. True. It was obviously a little blocky, but you can see the person perfectly. So I was I was pretty impressed with it. Even like the lag in the lips and stuff. I'm like, this is pretty good. That's That's been my biggest concern with uh, like having guests on Lockcast, which is the one that I do by myself. Okay, yeah. Uh, my concern has always been the delay. Like the Kenny Kenny Florian and John Anik podcast, they do a decent job with it, but they're still like talking over each other and and delay in a little bit. Right, start to talk for three seconds, then it, the audio comes in, and you have to stop again. Yeah, that's it's very that minuscule. Like that's it's annoying. it's it's something minuscule, but like you really notice it when you listen to a Hawani show. If you listen to Ariel Hawani show, he has so many people with different types of connections, and some people's are worse than others. And like there's got to work more around a it a lot. And, you know, there's always that awkward pause of being like, okay, is he about to talk? Because I'm yeah. hearing his, like, feedback or some shit now, right? So that's kind of what's laid me off of it. So I only do it for pay-per-view events now. Like, I'll call upon on some of my Twitter friends or something and be like, yo, you want to do the show today? Yeah. Pick one fight you want to talk about. We'll get eight to ten minutes out of that. And, uh, you know, you can get your name out there a little bit more. There's a lot of people out there that are prominent in the Twitter MMA world, but they don't have an audio outlet or they don't have a video outlet. 
of some sort. So they don't really put out content other than their tweets. So I'm like, yo, let me get you on. It's a different perspective on a fight too. That's sick, yeah. But so far so good in terms of no real like super awkward delays and like pauses in between people talking to each other. So that's something you just have to work around. Yeah, I know I'm going to run into it eventually, Mm -hmm. but it's better than, you know, I think it just adds another wrinkle to it as well. Speaking of the Ariel Hawani show, I didn't hear him on there, but I heard about his appearance through, uh, you know, post wrestling podcast. Yeah, yeah, John Pollock uh, recapped it. Those guys are awesome. He's got to do anything wrestling related, right? So Kane was on. Oh, Kane Velasquez. He was on the the show, but he's like, you know, Kane is clearly like like an awkward guy when it comes to. (laughs) I I listened to that podcast actually. Yeah, so he's it was what he was describing was already making me cringe. I'm like, I can't listen to this. He was talking about how Kane was talking to ariel as if the shit that happened in wrestling was with real. dominic yeah, was yeah. real yeah 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 yeah. so yeah. he's like yeah you know i'm just looking forward to getting back in there yeah. with brock and like <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna go check up on dominic later yeah. and it's like <laughs> yo i listened to it I and john like, pollock was like he's like oh dude you gotta know your audience yeah. like you don't do that on the <laughs> ariel hawani show yeah. like know your audience he's like the, yeah the mma fans are not gonna give a yo, fuck and they're just gonna be like what the fuck are you hawani even called him out too he goes yo oh kane going kayfabe on me i see <laughs> <laughs> he like fully called him out on it. and you hear Kane kind of like giggle in the back but like every time uh, Hawani would ask a question like oh you know why is this something that you wanted to do and all he goes you know Brock was beating up on Dominic and it really like t- like pulled me the wrong way so I had to go in there and go and do something about it um, then he goes oh it's something this is what I found weird uh, when it felt like he was kind of being trying to be a little bit more genuine and not play kayfabe he was saying that this is something he's wanted to do like, yeah, that makes since, sense. Since uh, being a little kid. Yeah. But that's the thing. I don't think he was really into pro wrestling as much as, like, say, before he met Daniel Cormier or something like that. No, no, no. I, it's hard for me to believe no, that. He, he was he was in the uh, the luchador stuff. He was always so a big he was actually lucha libre. That's, okay. why he, that's why he did the Mexican wrestling. Okay. That was always his thing. But I think now he's just getting shit tons of money from WWE, so he's going to do their shit. Do you know if they don't he has, want him doing the luchador stuff? Apparently, they want him to be like a, a heavyweight beast. He has a he actually has a deal with AAA. Is that the league? He, he gets to wrestle one more time. Before one more time he with them. Exclusive. Uh, WWE must be throwing money at him though. He was my, getting offers from everybody. My question is, how often is he going to be on the show? Does he have the uh, Brock Lesnar treatment, or does probably he have the, he's probably going to really? be more of a Brock Lesnar type treatment? I would say that's tough for me to believe, just because he's like WWE fans don't really know him more often you know probably I mean? than Lesnar. He might have like a Ronda, Ronda Rousey type deal where he goes full time for a very short span and then just stops all at once. Like she just did it for a year. I think Kane. I think she's pregnant now, right? Yeah, she wants okay. to start a family. I think Kane will have less of a schedule than her, like not every show, mm-hmm. but more of a schedule than Brock. But then maybe just be done after two, three years. I don't know. Yo, he's taking to the Lucha Libre style like crazy. That was nuts. It was unbelievable. The first fucking clip His somebody size? showed me of him doing it. He did like something jumping off the ropes. Hurricane Rana and stuff. Yeah, I'm like, Hurricane Rana. I was like, what I'm the watching. Fuck? I'm like, Kane? What? The, he's <laughs> moving like Rey Mysterio. What the fuck yeah. is going on? So he should take to WWE style probably even better because like in WWE, the only altercation he had, he just did a double and yeah, was yeah, throwing ground and pound. Yeah. I'm like, this is his world, dude. Yeah. They they want him to be an ass kicker, not a high flyer. So, they need to put in the high fly because that's yeah. what makes him such a fun no, but, wrestler to watch, in my opinion. No, but to make his like character like more of a badass, like the MMA cane, so they don't want him doing flips and shit and being the high flyer. Yeah. They should they, they, he should have like devastating moves, 
But then also he have the high flying shit. Yeah, yeah. He should pull them out randomly. Yeah, like, like at least once a match. At like, least once like a he's match. dominating you, and then just to really throw it in your face, he does some Hurricane Rana, and you're like, "What is this guy?" And then he just kills you. Or the jump, entire like, time I've been you. seeing all these like wrestling clips of him, I'm like, "Watch your knee, what? Watch your knee, please." Yo, even when he came out, yeah, when he, he had came the brace out to, to alter, yeah, to he he had the uh, brace. Hawani asked him about that too. Just he like goes, "Oh, is the brace?" Yeah, yeah. He goes, "I'm doing an old Stone Cold." <laughs> No, he's like, if Stone Cold can do it, I can do it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's fully gotten it fixed. So he's probably like, yo, I'll just hold it in place because his ACL is probably compromised, right? I'll just hold it in place and wrestle and then maybe he's going to get it. I don't know if he said he's actually going to have surgery on it or not. Probably not now because it'll take him out for too long. He's hot. He's got to make his money now. Yeah, that's so true. Right now. I think they're wrestling next week, right? Uh, Crown Crown Jewel is next Thursday. Yo, it's annoying, man. It's Thursday. Thursday. Why the Thursday fuck is it like Thursday? 2 p.m. or something? It's Saudi time. It's, it's a yeah, Saudi show. Yeah, but at least make it a weekend. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, no, normally, they would do it on Fridays. I don't know. Maybe because of the Halloween thing. They, I don't know. Dude. It's how, yeah, yeah, it is the 31st. You, you know how good of a deal it is for them? The government's paying them. So they don't care how many people attend the event. They're getting a flat fee. So wait, they're regardless. not getting ticket sales or anything? Like ticket- No. It all goes to the government, pretty much. The government, but then the government, the is government paying. has paid them like sixty or like fifty, sixty million for, for that per, one show, per event or something. Yeah, what? So they're getting more than any gate they would get. Wow. Or I, I think okay. I, I honestly probably have to like okay, fact check really, really fact check those numbers. <laughs> but I remember, I swear, I remember reading an article estimating like based on the revenue, like when they released their statements, their financial statements, the revenue for like that one of the crown jewel events they did before was like 45 50 million maybe and then they might be getting more now but either way they don't care they don't care how sold out it looks or anything it's they're getting their flat fee they don't give a shit i think that's kind of like the ufc pay-per-view model now too where i think they're getting a flat fee from espn oh yeah from espn for i think it's like baseline five no three hundred thousand buys or four hundred thousand and then after that, they get like a little they bit. They get a cut. Something. Yeah. Because ESPN takes most of it, but they'll also get a bit of it. I don't know who the fuck made that deal, but 300,000 buys is now really tough for the UFC to crack. Yeah. Was it 300? It might even be more. I, I don't remember the specific numbers on it, but yeah, it's it's crazy that, you know, that, there's actually something where uh, Dana said that Khabib is uh, more of a star now than Connor. Yeah. That's where you can kind of Connor start to be like, hey. Another sexual assault. Hey, yeah, fuck that guy. I, I don't want to give too much time on that guy. But like in terms of, Khabib being a bigger star than Connor, that's how you can tell that the pay per view model is completely dead. Yeah. Let's be real. Because they don't, Khabib talks the most now in terms of like, I guess having the most name value, but it's going to be hard for him to put that into pay per view buys. But again, they don't really give too okay. much of a fuck about Do you know any estimates much, you know? for the uh, Khabib Poirier pay per view? I haven't seen anything. They're not going to release any of those numbers. Ever since they went over to ESPN Plus, they are not they're releasing really those numbers. Let's be real, man. They're not going to. It could have it could have done a lot. He's so big in Russia and there's a big population. The there. only time we'll hear about it is if it was big. So if we didn't hear that it was big, then it probably wasn't that good. You it probably wasn't did... massive. Like yeah, I know. I, I guarantee you got like what, six, seven hundred thousand just based off how many fans he's got over there? <sighs> I would be surprised if it was more than six. Okay, yeah. That's that's kind of six fifty even. I'll give him an extra fifty. Because the card, the card suck. But then it was all. Yeah, it was all was, about Khabib. It was all about Khabib and Poirier. Well, not even Poirier. It was all yeah, about no, Khabib. It was just Khabib. It was, it was <laughs> a showcase fight for Khabib. Uh, in terms of them cracking that number, I don't know if two forty four will even do that. Because let's be real, Jorge Masvidal is only a star I'm this year. I'm really curious. I'm really he's curious only a star this year. Nate Diaz, he may he's obviously the A side in here in this equation, 100%. right? If it wasn't for Diaz, 100%. there's no way Masvidal is going to be in a pay per view MSG headline. I was card. talking to you. Remember yesterday? Yeah. How Masvidal was nobody, nobody even was talking Journeyman. about him before March. March. Yeah. All yeah. of a sudden, just March. 
and then to what july in those few months boom he's on top of the world because he was like he was pretty much in limbo after he lost to wonder boy but he was so ranked high and I remember thinking, I'm like, yo, his ranking is so overinflated right now because he lost he, to Maya, he lost no, to Wonder Boy. He, he came down to welterweight, and he, he, who did he beat? He beat Ellenberger, which is like whatever. So he went up. Bride Barbarina is wrecking, and then Jake he yeah. knocked out Cowboy. And yeah. Cowboy was doing pretty good at the time. True. He was coming so out he the took his win. momentum. So he took his momentum. Then proceeds to lose to Maya and yeah. Wonderboy and disappear for a year and a half. But he's still like t- in the rank six just because of that one half? Cowboy wow. win. It was six or seven or something. Then he came into the Till fight. Maybe he was like eight in the Till fight. And then, I feel yeah. like it was... But because Till was ranked like five. Yeah, true. Dead's him. Jump right back into top five. Get better. Dead's Askren. <laughs> yeah. Boom. He's like now three. Almost superstar. He's number three now. Yeah. You can see he's really running with it too. Like being a little bit more flashy with like the Scarface thing that he did at the press conference. That's corny. That was corny as fuck, but it got people talking. Like Scarface, right? bro. Come on. Man. Like the whole Triple C thing as well. He's doing some stupid ass shit, but people are talking about him. They're talking about him more than they've ever talked about Demetrius. Right? So, That's... That's true. Speaking of which, do you do people? Does anybody know that he won a belt in one FC the other day? <laughs> he beat, I think, two guys. I think guys everybody was one. sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> I'm being honest. I saw it. I, I saw some tweets about people saying like, um, how heavy this belt was that they put on yeah. DJ, and I'm like, wait, what? What happened? DJ just fought? Oh, he's finally the champ there, <laughs> dude. It is funny because as soon as they put the belt on him, yeah. he like, like, yeah, I, I saw the clip. He's like, oh my god, he's like, it's 22 pounds. It I'm looks like, bigger than him. Yeah, 22 pounds is one fifth of his weight. The, usually, the first thing when you see that a fighter has won a belt in another organization yeah. is somebody as big as Demetrius. The first thing you normally see is the clip of the finish or even a highlight of something <laughs> yeah. that. That's how I First thing I saw it. was him getting the butt. Well, it was decision. That's why. But still, I, I like, saw the result. There's got to be some flashy some type of moment in that. Have you seen a second of that fight? No. Exactly. Me neither. He I don't know how many other people have he either. He probably just like, you know, just outworked him like DJ does everybody and just didn't get the finish. But he still manages to show at least one thing flashy yeah. in the one fight. One thing right? I found weird was it was a three round fight, but I guess because it was a tournament. But I would think like the final fight for a belt would be five, five rounds. rounds. But yeah. yeah, I just saw his last fight said three rounds, five five minute decision. Apparently, that was supposed to be the biggest one FC event because it was. I think it was one FC one hundred. Yo, like that. how many? Apparently, they kill it though because they have that whole Asian market or a big I chunk don't of it. That. No, I don't know. I don't man. see it either. Like I don't see it being that big, really. But maybe we're we're just the the only thing they have. Well, I guess uh, a bit of an advantage they have is that. I'd say at least 75% of their uh, fighter roster is from that part of the world, right? Like, yeah. All of their fucking fighters. Like, every time I see Eddie Alvarez, there's a gun, some guy from like Thailand or some shit, like a name that I can't I even pronounce, or it's guys. named yeah. after a Muay Thai gym or some shit. It, you, did you know that though? Like, Muay Thai fighters normally take the name of their gym as their last name. No, what? Yeah. <laughs> so there's guys out there, you'll I see on Topology, that. they like they take the the gym's name and use it as their last name. So there's a guy named something Fairtex. I think it, that guy might even be like what Fairtex the fuck? Yeah. This is total news to me. I know this is something shit. that they do. There's actually a guy that's taken on Tiger Muay Thai as his last name as well. Yeah. It's kind of weird. What the fuck? There's, okay. there's guys with like super long ass names because they'll keep their regular name and then still add the extra like. Are these just like stragglers that they picked up and they have no last name, so they just give them? But their, that's their like the Muay Thai culture, though, right? They oh, take these guys that. and they okay. fucking take them from kids, and that's how they honor them. They live at the gym and all that type of shit. I'm like, 
I don't know if I That's would want to like. I used to work at Grand Summit in Toronto. I don't want to be known as Manpre Grand Summit. Yeah, <laughs> you know no. I mean, like, no, the fuck. But that's her whole life too. That is her whole life. But uh, another thing is, I've heard that they pay a lot of the media to be there too. One oh. FC. So oh. like, whenever you see the fighters entering the arena, it's hilarious how they fucking try to make it look because they make try to make it look like very shitty security guards. Uh, and the fighters are having to go through droves of media to get from the bus to the arena. So it's oh. just media like with cameras up, flashing oh, at them no, and shit. No, and no, they're no, trying no, to no. just like squeeze through everybody. Like they did a very poor job. And I think purposely did a very poor job of That's setting corny. up security there. That's corny. It dude. looks so stupid. That's corny. It honestly looks really stupid. And they do the whole like presentation of like a, a medal after everybody wins a fight and shit. And then they take pictures of two bitches dude, on their sides. This reminds me of something WWE just did. They had the draft. Oh, yeah. So uh, Raw's on USA Network and Fox is on... Sorry, Smackdown's, uh, Smackdown's on Fox, on Fox yeah. right? So now they're making it like the draft is USA versus Fox because they're drafting for their their their, their networks. So after a certain... They, like Stephanie would just come out and announce the first round of draft picks and it would be three picks for Raw and two for SmackDown because three-hour show, two-hour show. True. So they would do this and they would uh, sometimes cut to a war room and it would just be like the executives in a boardroom <laughs> reacting. And they're like, here's here's uh, the USA executives um, uh, reacting to Alexa Bliss being traded to SmackDown. Oh! <laughs> Throwing their pen down and stuff. And then uh, someone else, here's Smack, here's the Fox executives uh, reacting to Randy Orton uh, being picked to SmackDown. Yeah! We did it! Yeah, Randy! And it's like, dude, then on the Raw for the, the second day of the draft, they were playing, I'm pretty sure, the same clips. It was oh, like the same on. They were recycling the same people. It? Oh. You could tell they were just like, um, like, I don't think they knew who the person was. They were just playing the clip. They're like, okay, now look happy. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got it. Perfect. Now now look like you're upset yeah. that you lost this pick. And it's like, all right, cool. They it's just like playing like the WWE yeah. video game and you get like the same fucking... WWE does the cheesiest stuff like that. Like, there was one thing where... Um, Roman's walking by and uh, they, someone pushes over scaffolding to fall on him. Oh, I and, think I've seen that. And it's like seven camera cuts <laughs> and there's suddenly somehow a camera on the ground as he's falling. And it's like, what are you fucking doing? Make this look authentic. What are you... This is so stupid. I'm pretty certain most of that shit is like pre-recorded as well. So it's not like they do it live on spot. So they should be they, able they to... They do it some... Yo, and that one was funny because the scaffolding falls. Like you just see Roman go, oh shit. <laughs> and, then, and then like... Literally, next scene, you see scaffolding and you just see legs no, come sticking on. out. Just That's dead. <laughs> just just legs like this, just dead. <laughs> flat. Totally flat. Just that just moving. looks like, that sounds like a cartoon. Yeah, it sounds like, like a cartoon. cartoon. God. That, when WWE does that shit, it's it's so cartoony. My my quick yeah, question about some... this whole war room thing though. Were those actual executives? Honestly, they're they probably like WWE actors? writers right. <laughs> acting as Fox and USA executives. That's yeah. so dumb. Yeah. Like I, I, <laughs> I wonder how much pull they actually have in terms of saying which network wants which guys. Oh, I'm no, 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 no. Behind the scenes. Yeah. They, like there were certain picks where they're like, yeah, like Fox wanted Brock. Okay. So they, Brock is now on SmackDown because Fox wanted it. It's, but yeah, yeah, I guess it is politics. Fox is paying day. for that. And uh, in between when they cut back, they would actually go to like fox play-by-play analysts to like analyze the picks <laughs> Fuck you yeah and oh you can tell God. half of them don't know anything about wwe they don't want to be doing this shit the funniest like reaction i remember from i think i sent it to you is when ariel hawani was doing the nba drafting and he i think they had 
Oh, it was when they were determining the order of the top five picks. Okay. And he's a big New York fan. Yeah, right? yeah, So yeah. he was on ESPN doing like a live reaction thing. And uh, when he saw that New York got the second pick, I think it was the third pick, he like, he like whipped out his phone, fucking his pen. He was like so pissed. And it's inaudible too. So you can't even hear them, but you just hear, you just see him fucking like lose it. Probably one of the funniest reactions I've ever fucking seen. I don't I know how it's I not never a meme more that. often than not. I could never get into that. There was one guy I knew at Canadian Tire, like where I work. Yeah, yeah. He would uh, take the NHL draft day off. Oh, like somebody's done that for like NFL watch. draft. Yeah, I'm and like, stuff this is crazy. Like, I, I don't give a fuck. Don't get, Even I when I watch those sports, I just didn't give a shit. About shout out to the score. Just look at this fuck. Yeah. Anytime there's a pick, there's a notification. Yeah. What's the difference than watching it like on fucking TV? I don't see what the exhilaration is of that. I don't get it. I would just get just as exhilarated watching or I just need the, the, event. the notification. That's it. I didn't need like play by play and all that stuff. My my cousin too with NASCAR races. Ah, he fuck, would record yo. he would record all the pre-race coverage, the race, the post-race coverage. He would record it. Like he would come to my house in Toronto and before he left Ottawa, he would set his VCR timings up. To make sure it recorded, had the cassette that? blank tape ready to go, and he would come back home. You watch all the pre pre race coverage, then the full race, every minute of it, every Fuck minute you. of the, the 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 circling for three hours, and then the post race coverage, and you watch every minute of it. I it think that's what people might think of us whenever we try to pull that shit off. And be like, yo, we need to see the post fight press conference. <laughs> Yeah. Right. People might like if nobody knows how into UFC or MMA. Yeah, I, I still remember that. Like after any pay per view, like yo, yo post fight, yo, Dana. You guys aren't going over. Main events over. It's not done yet. And then the Dana's yeah, the Dana's that was like the big thing. I you hate that we the... don't get that as often. Yeah, you we don't did get, get it for this from. last event, but like you don't get it as often. The one thing we would always wait for the area Hawani and Dana White like, yeah. post fight thing, right? Like you'd always. That's why give I was him... so sad when they had their falling out. I'm like, oh, we're not gonna get there. Like Ariel's good. It's too far gone. Yeah, I am surprised that ESPN actually brought him on. But he got brought on before the UFC deal was done with ESPN. Yeah. But there must have been some rumblings yeah. even before. It's it's also weird to see like Chael covering UFC events sometimes that, that are on ESPN. Because, Chael's because on Bellator He's like too. totally Bellator. He's on Bellator. He's, he's on a their fighter for Bellator. Too. He's their commentator too. But he's sometimes. an analyst like in between. I don't know what you call those guys. There's different booths. The skybox booth where they just cut to that one for like a couple the panel. minutes. I like to yeah. call it the panel. The panel. Okay, it could be cool. anywhere. It's just called the panel. That's it. I let's see. Let's actually get to the fucking fights that happened on Friday as well, too. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind, where I'm like, yo, what's the what's the most pertinent thing that I can think of? Weidman regarding this. Weidman, but there Weidman is one more thing. I, I want. I don't know if this video is ever going to make it to Macy Barber, but look at me, eyes up here. Okay. Oh bitch. shit! You are probably one of the most talented girls at that division. You do not need a fight with Paige Van Zandt. Why the fuck are you calling out Paige Van Zandt on this stage that they're no. giving you? Fuck you. No. I Tony, like it. Do not even defend. Fuck you. No. Fuck why you. not? Okay. Who you, is more? You say your point. Okay. I, I see she has a name value and all that type of stuff, but exactly. ra- rankings, I don't even give a fuck about rankings. I saw Tatiana Suarez actually just say this on Twitter. She goes, Oh, why is she calling out Paige Van Zandt? She's lower on the rankings there. That's the only reasoning she gave. I'm like, you out of everybody should know that rankings don't fucking matter. Yeah. First and foremost. Second of all, she's on this huge she's she's on a losing streak right now, if I'm not mistaken. She hasn't been around the game for however long. A win over her does nothing to prove that you deserve a title shot. Let's let's okay, be honest. That's about that. fair enough, but that would get her name bigger just because it's Paige Van Zandt and it's probably an easy win for her. So that's who a good call out, in my opinion. Who Ex- else is hanging up there? You got okay, Joanna and Wiley are probably gonna be fighting next, right? Is that the yeah. division 115, 125? Macy Barber's so young. She's no, no she's rush. actually at 125 now. What am I talking about? 
She is at 125. Yeah, Paige, Paige went up as Paige well. Paige is at flyweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah, so totally it would be Valentina next. Ooh. Okay. She's this actually so, changes things a little bit for she's me. She's so young. Paige has got a name. Probably an easy win for her at this point. Experienced. Yeah, but not, but the man. thing is, the gap like from Valentina and number two is like, who can you really fight? Well, that that's why she should not fight. So you know what? Give her Jessica I. Don't 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 try and move up the rankings too much. No, no, I is number two. If she beats her, she's gonna be thrown <sighs> into a Valentina fight. No, no, no. Fight down in the rankings. Fight Paige Van Zandt. <laughs> no, that's not good. Not Paige. I, I wish I had like the fighter list in front of me, but like in terms of who but else pa- she should fight. Paige is not getting paid. She might not even fight. Apparently, they're not even paying her what she makes off Instagram. So she's like, yeah, I'm not going to get punched in the face for less than what I could do. She doesn't want that smoke with fucking Macy Barber either. That girl's a motherfucker. That was... Okay, I will say... Let's get into this. I will say that stoppage was early. I I know... I Uh, know. Okay, here's the thing. I know people were we're saying like okay i know when you watch the stoppage like in my opinion i'm like okay i'm okay with this stoppage because she was just getting wailed on yeah. however is there something to it where if those were like two big dudes like generally in that case that never happens where it gets stopped standing unless the guy's really out of it like she was in the process of throwing a punch when the ref jumped in and, and stopped she, the fight. she didn't i she feel didn't like if, protest the stoppage Yes, she didn't because she it. wasn't defending well. That's why I'm okay with the stoppage, right? Yeah. But I feel like anytime you, you see oh, that... Wait, 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 wait. Are you playing the Aspen Lad thing here? Oh, no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Is no. this discrimination? <laughs> no, 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 no. But remember how Shab kind of talks about it, where he sees like two smaller women fighting? He's like, ooh, like they're almost, so, they're almost so like ready to jump in and they don't want to see them get hurt. Like there's this thing to it. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, I was kind of watching and thinking, I'm like, ooh, that, that might be the case here because... If a if a fight is stopped with a guy standing, he's eaten repeated yeah. unanswered shots or he's like wobbly. She was still blocking and not doing anything and eating shots and then was in the process of throwing a shot and clearly not even wobbled when it stopped. I, guess, I was okay with it because, yeah, you, okay, you're not defending. Yeah. You got to do more than stand still and throw a little shot and here and there. And all the shots that she was eating, her yeah. head was kind of snapping back. No, too. 100%. It's a good right? stoppage. Yeah. But... I don't know. Like, would you see that in a in a, in another type of? Scenario? I think you have to kind of look at it comparatively. It would, I think it would be worse. Look at it comparatively in terms of the the type of power that Macy Barber is able to generate compared to a guy like Francis Ngannou or whoever the fuck else we're talking about. Yeah, that's, let's talk about somebody at one twenty five, Demetrius Johnson or somebody. That's right? why they're going to go out quicker. Yeah, but they but will okay. Go, yeah. let, let's say, for instance, RDA uh, Eddie Alvarez. RDA was finished yeah. standing, but he ate a, a lot, lot of, shot. of shots he did. Un- unanswered before the ref finally jumped in. I don't remember okay, how maybe, long this situation yeah. was lasting okay, for. Okay, maybe you could say um, title fight, right? Then you look True. at Nate Diaz and Gray Maynard. Oh. Gray Maynard was all over. And yeah, Nate Diaz the isn't the biggest fight, power puncher The TJ either. Grand fight, yeah. even to a certain degree. Yeah. It's like, dude, finish standing, but he had to take a lot of punishment before someone stopped it while it's standing. Like, it just, it felt like it would take more. But I, 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 I do like the stoppage. Like, she was just getting beat on, too. The funny thing is, I did see somebody else actually say that they thought it was stopped a little bit early, and, I, and instantly I was like, "No, what? Let's let's be real." My my reaction instantly, I'm like, "Oh, that's a good stoppage." However, I did have that thought because right as the referee was jumping in was when she was throwing oh, the punch, throwing and the then punch. as soon as the stopping went, she went fuck. So I'm like, okay, she's kind of still all there, yeah, but repeated shots not really defending like standing still not defending and just covering up and eating them her striking defense was horrible yeah you got to stop it like Like, i i kind of agree robinson is a really good grappler like she kind of goes out on her shield or she gets the sub yeah 
She's scrappy. striking is fucking horseshit. I feel bad for her. I, I cheer for the girl. She's a Canadian girl. I know she trains down in Florida, wherever the fuck she's at, but uh, very fun and entertaining fighter. Even her last fight against Sarah Frota, I'm not sure. Yeah. That one too. She subbed her, right? Uh, she actually TKO'd her. Okay. Yeah. That was, was on the ground, TKO. though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Was on the ground. No, okay. Um, but yeah, Macy Barber, I, I completely forgot that she's at 125 and I completely forgot yeah. there's literally nobody else at 125. If she fights like that against Valentina, she's getting killed. The next big flyweight <laughs> fight coming up is actually uh, Caitlin Chukagian and uh, yeah, Jennifer I Maya. That. I believe that's on 244. And poor Chukagian because if she wins that fight, she's she's, gonna, she's, she's already ranked number one. If she wins that fight, title fight next. And... It'll be the worst if she beats like Jennifer Maya by split decision, and, oh. then, and then they book like her and Valentina. You're like, oh my god, this is. Could not you? Well. <laughs> do you, let me let me just throw this out there. I know this is highly unlikely. Yeah. But do you remember the, a similar situation I can think of that turned out very surprising for us? Actually, was when they kind of forced the title shot on TJ Dillashaw against Henan Burrell the yeah. first time. Everybody's like, no, why is TJ getting the shot? Because he was coming this. off a he, loss to a sunset, then a win over Easton. Yeah, and they're like, there's nobody else for a Burrell to no fight, else, yeah. right? So you take TJ, and we're like, no, that's, I think he's like a plus 400 underdog yeah. or some shit. Comes out there and lights up Burrell. Yeah. Probably one of the most masterful performances we'll ever see. But here's the, the funny part about that. He was coming off a, a loss to a sunset, then a win over Easton. But his loss to a sunset was a split that he should have won. Like, if you watch that fight, you're like, oh, TJ won this fight. Yeah. Um, so he should have been on like a five or six fight win streak and probably actually should have been the number one contender. But because that loss was there and it was only a one fight win streak, technically, everyone was, yeah, it was like, just up in arms. Yeah. But if you actually look, it's like, okay, he was actually probably should have been on like a five or six fight win streak. So not I terrible. get that. But I highly doubt we're going to see Caitlin Shugayan come out here fucking looking like TJ Dillashaw. No, 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 no. I mean, she's. She just lost to Jessica I. Yeah. And I don't even know if she'll beat Jennifer Maya. Like, she could absolutely outpoint Jennifer Maya, but Jennifer Maya is a pretty vicious striker. Did you see this? Uh, Zhang Weili said that she prefers to fight Rose or Shevchenko before Joanna. Whoa. Why? You need to stay in your lane. Chill, you got bitch. a nice win over Andrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shevchenko, Let's not though. Go barking at the big dog's head, bitch. That's a different level. Yeah, man. what the fuck? Valentina Shevchenko, in my opinion, should be the bantamweight champion right now. I think she beat <laughs> Amanda Nunes. I think it's going to take Shevchenko to beat the the champion at 115 at obviously 125 pounds. Um, and oh, maybe a contender yeah. or two before we even think about putting her back at 135. Plus, I think there's a lot of rumors out there that Amanda Nunes is probably going to fight, what, one or two more times than She's not going right? to fight much. I mean, they're already running out of opponents, and we've already heard rumblings about it before. So, like, yeah. you got GDR rematch that does nothing the for her. I've already TKO'd her in the first round. Too, right? so, She's already got the win over her. There's no one else in that division left, really. That's, like, enticing. There's one girl. Aspen Ladd, I guess, but she needs a win. Fuck Ladd. She's uh, number four. Kitlin Vieira. She, oh, yeah, just got a, she just got a fight booked against uh long layoff after the Zingano win. Yeah. I can't remember who she's fighting, but she has a decent fight coming up for her. And technically rankings wise, if she gets another win, Juliana Pena. But I don't think she'd have much of a chance against him. Vieira fought Pena, right? Am I wrong? No, Vieira fought uh, Zingano. Zingano, yeah, yeah. Fuck. I totally but she hasn't fought that. in a while now. Yeah, I think she, she missed weight though, something. Too. No, I don't think so. I, I swear she was like on that. like one or two pounds heavy. I'll make sure to have the laptop okay, so yeah. for the next one. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, I, that's like the only other possible contender I could see for Nunes mm-hmm. at 135. 145 is a shit show. You know what I mean? Megan Anderson got a win. It doesn't Whoa. exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> like, there is no division. There is no division there. They should do, uh, you know what? Just give Megan Anderson her moment to shine. 
give her the title fight against Amanda Nunes. <laughs> Let her get what she's supposed to, which is she just got shark. her confidence back beating up a scrub. Like, I don't no. think she would have the confidence to accept a fight against Nunes right now. I hate I hate her so much. Like I don't know she'll why. she'll probably lose standing, and Nunes will definitely maul her on the ground. Like she'd have no chance. She would get murked on the feet too. Like I, yeah, I think, there you go. She'd yeah, probably she, lose standing. Yeah, I know. And yeah, then right. if 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 she does somehow, you know, let's say get rocked and want to take it to the ground, she's way more disadvantaged there. Like that's a bad fight. Do, do you did you watch the Molly McCann and Daniela Belbita fight? Did I? I swear I had that in the background a bit. Yo, I would highly suggest yes, that you watch I saw, that fight okay, again. I, I have flashes of it. It was not... Watch that fight again with the knowledge that Molly McCann was a minus 600 going into that fight. Yes, <laughs> yes. it was probably the no, worst showing. No, I, I remember. Seen. Actually, okay. Now I'm getting like flashes back. I yeah. kind of had it on the background, but I was in and out. The first round, I remember thinking, I'm like, isn't she like a minus 600 yeah. and she's like and she losing this round? Lost that round yeah. Or it was close. She, yeah. And I, then she just squeaked by the second and the third. I'm like, yeah, this this is this is. Awful. I don't know if it, there's a one part where I think she hooked on some sort of submission. I think it was a choke, uh, rear naked or guilty or whatever. And she kicked off the cage and put herself in even a worse position and lost the submission. <laughs> and then she ate some shots from Albina after. I'm like, oh, oh this is the worst. I saw a couple yeah. of people out there parlaying her at minus 600 too. I'm like, mm. minus, minus 300? Okay, sure, because Balbita is pretty bad. I, I watched some tape Minus on her. 600 means you pretty better bad. win in the first round. Exactly. <laughs> that you, That's what you need a minus 600 to go out there yeah. and do, or even like a Yuana. You know that or she's going to win one beat, to five. Yeah, just clean sweep. Beat you know, the shit out. We yeah. know that, but Molly McCann at minus... <laughs> This is the first time you're ever going to see somebody at that skill level have that high of a fucking odd beside them or like a minus number beside them. Fucking ridiculous. Um, That's why I'll never take those bets. Yeah, no. You got to like, remember very, Arjun very... Buller versus that Marcin Rocek? No, no. Rocek. Don't, don't remind me of that one because I had Arjun there. Oh, really? Okay. <sighs> I remember thinking... Adam Wizardcheck. I remember yeah. thinking going into that fight, I'm like, okay, Arjun should probably win this. But he's so shit to have these types of odds that I don't know about this. I I I hit his opening line, which was like around like the minus two hundred ish range, but then he got up to like minus four hundred. Okay, yeah, that's what I saw. The minus opening line was much. So much I, when I saw that, I'm like, I yeah. almost feel like a bet at plus three hundred on this other dude would be worth it, and I never did it. And then I'm watching, I'm like, oh, that would have been a nice bet. That's for the for that fight. That was one of those fights where I was like, everything I've seen on tape doesn't show anything that Adam could win because he was known as a submission guy but like most of his submissions were pretty lazily well, put up he, and even this one was lazily put up and he still fucking got it yeah. the omoplata yeah, I think the it was omoplata that's what it was, like, was yeah. what the fuck? it's like who gets caught with this yeah that was horrible I felt I bad. felt the worst after that it's hard for me to trust Arjun after that he just won at one, uh, one FC as well this past weekend yeah <laughs> i don't care he's Yo, so bad he's never gonna be like one fight i wish i had fucking odds on that we could have bet on was that Anglung Sangai beat brandon vera yeah so i was think, he an underdog yeah he was a dog uh, in there he was like plus 195 plus 200 I was like, yo, this guy's a murderer at fucking light heavyweight. I saw his record after, and I'm like, yo, he was on a good streak. And Brandon Vera's like 42, and kind of you know what you Might get. Might be on him. that TRT, but we saw what TRT does he's for even people like Bigfoot he Silva saw once time. a year for the last like yeah. five years or something. Brandon yeah, Vera. but like he just that's fights like once every December. He lo- you've seen him though, right? He's just he's fucking thick, make, thick, like thick. shredded now. Thick as fuck. Um, what was I just saying? Oh, uh, the parent uncle fights last night. <laughs> I fucking sent Tony the link for the bare knuckle fight. I'm like, you know, you want to click it. He goes, nah, nah man. man. And then, like, right before the fight's about to start, he goes, I'm watching. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm like, of course. I you put it on my computer. I saw right. like crackhead stream. I'm like, all right, let me Google this. <laughs> I hey, pulled hey, it up. It was like the perfect stream. Yeah, I'm like, all Yo, right. Yo, don't Brendan Shaw these fucking these sites, man. <laughs> oh yeah, whatever the fuck it was. Edit Most that. <laughs> Edit that. Uh, yeah, that was kind of a sad ending for uh, Bigfoot's over there, but kind of ex- that, kind of expected. That was. You know, brutal. last time he got popped for TRT, he fought Mark Hunt, and we saw what fucking happened there. That was a one of the craziest fights of all time. It, it was bad that they like gave him the the count and let oh. him stand up after the first dropping. Like, he should have been stopped after that, person, <coughs> but it's not MMA, right? It's boxing at the end. And it of the was day. such a short right, like barely. And even when uh, the referee was like, "Yo, put your hands up," his hand was still trembling. Like it, he wasn't putting his hands up properly. So I was kind of surprised that, that they still nasty. let it that go on. Nasty. I don't know why they keep letting this guy fight. It's already too late at this point. I mean, how can you? How much lower than bare knuckle boxing can you actually get, right? Like, I Maybe hate to guy was like, "Yo, this is an easy payday. I'll yeah, put, I'll put Bigfoot out." Oh, he's on TRT. Well, guess what? I don't think he, I'm probably on TRT too. <laughs> I swear, I don't think Bigfoot landed more than like two or three clean shots. Yeah, it, 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 I didn't. I don't remember any. There wasn't point much where happening. Was even yeah. rocked. I think yeah, it finished yeah. in the second round, right? Or second, was it the second round, second yeah. Round. And there were three minute rounds. Two too. minute rounds. Two minute rounds. They I, were two minute rounds. That's what tripped me out when I was watching. I'm like, these are two minute rounds. They have to fight ten minutes. Yeah. In five rounds, like yeah. what the if fuck? I had known that going in, then maybe you, you bet on Gonzaga because Gonzaga's yeah. only issue is cardio. He, he was just the can't last going more than like fight. four minutes, five yeah. minutes. Yeah. But if it's like. What the whole fight's ten minutes and you get a break every two minutes and there's no grappling and all that exhaustive like maybe that's did, did you hear the uh, the ring announcer like <clears throat> leading up to the fight? Did you see what his catchphrase was? No. You didn't want did you hear it at all or anything? Because he I, I, I kind of started paying attention when the fight started. Yeah. <laughs> the like like well, Bruce Buffer, you know he's going, it's time, yeah. right? So this guy's going the first two things he says, he goes, um, uh, I forgot the town that they're in. He goes, what time is it? And then it's just silence. I said Kansas City or wherever the fuck they're from. What time is it? Silence. Nobody knows that. I thought I said it's time to knuckle up. I'm like, who's supposed to know to say that? <laughs> like, he was into it. You could see the referee behind him like, <sighs> I don't know. If you're not a big name, then why? Why would what wh- makes you think people are gonna know what the fuck cr- you're saying? Why would your crowd stick involve asking them a question? They're not gonna know the fucking Twice. answer to it. Yeah. Twice. Like normally when you're at like a Raptors game or something, and you the crowd announcer is like, "Yo, uh, defense," and like people slowly start to get along with it because they know what the fuck they're yeah. supposed to say. Nobody had any idea what this guy had to do. I'm like, ah, you probably worked on that so hard. Oh my, but you got to know what you're doing, dude. There's no self-awareness happening. No. Yeah. Like you, you like, let's be real. Guys like that should know the type of fame and popularity they actually have. Don't be asking the crowd questions. <laughs> if you want crowd involvement, give them an easier question. Mm-hmm. Like, and then once you're big, you can start asking them because they know you. But like you gotta get. I don't to even a know his name. Level. I still don't remember his name. But yeah, still, he's never gonna get big. Clearly. <laughs> it's time to knuckle up. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no. Even, even Bruce Buffer doesn't ask a question, and he could. No. If he asked one, people would answer. But he doesn't even do it. That's just not the wrong, the, the right approach. As soon as Bruce Buffer says like live from Kansas City, everybody knows right away. Yeah. It's not like everyone goes silent too and just list just. Let's him do his thing, yo. Bruce, do you think? <laughs> but this guy just fucking killed me. Yeah. Um, we haven't even gotten got to touch on uh, Weidman and Reyes. So let's fucking get into that. Okay, yeah. Then, so before first I thing- saw this, though, before I saw this, though, yeah. tweet of the week. 
<laughs> by far. Somebody tweeted out, my boyfriend just leaned over to me and said, if Greg Hardy is allowed to use an inhaler for his fight, Chris Weidman should be able to have a helmet. Let's be honest. That's fucking, that was gold. I just got to give a shout out, but continue. You're going to yep. Um I'm kind of, I'm really upset that all these like, Pickers influenced my decision to not <laughs> bet the house Kenny, on Dominic Reyes. Ian Parker. Because when, when it was first Shaw. announced, I said to you, I'm like, Dominic Reyes at minus 155. Yo, bet the house on yeah. this. Why the hell is he only minus 155? Then, yeah, I'm listening to Anakin Flo. They, they both pick him. And then um, uh, Shab's talking about how uh, Reyes is a blue belt on the ground. So I think Wybin could get him down. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe I should just stay away from this fight. And I'm not seeing something. Maybe, maybe Wybin can actually do some grappling yeah. here. And then the fight happened, and that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. I thought Dominic Reyes would be too big for him to get down, and then he's going to light him up on the feet. And that's literally... He didn't light him up. He just punched him once, and that was it. I think Adnick said it as well. A lot of people are saying that, you know, Vulcan was able to get Reyes down, so Weidman should have no issues getting down I rewatched the Vulcan fight after. I I mean... But but, uh, Reyes is like, yo, I wasn't expecting Vulcan to take me down, but I am expecting you to take me down. And Vulcan never held him down at all. Like, he got right back up. He worked to the cage, got, got back up. I rewatched that fight again. I still... Like I still think no, I no, I had oh. Reyes. Oh, you had Reyes running that. Fight. I was Sorry, one of the, yeah, I remember, remember like yeah, the commentary. I'm like, I'm listening to the commentary while the fight's happening live. I'm like, especially round two. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Like I keep seeing Reyes landing, and then they just keep talking about Vulcan's uh, pressure and movement, movement. And I'm like, yeah. he's barely throwing anything. He's not doing yeah. anything. What are you guys seeing? Right, so. It I, was it was a lackluster fight, but I still thought Reyes won but that. But I think Reyes is also one of those guys that even though he's a blue belt, he's I think he's one of those types of guys that doesn't really seek to upgrade his belts because he still might be he really gets good back on the up ground, easy, right? Good. Well, that too, but also his jujitsu. He has a couple of submission wins on his record too, right? I, I know a lot of guys like even on the local scene, like they they might be blue belts in like their gi jujitsu, but they're fucking killers. And yeah, they're yeah, exactly. Subs, so, but just compared to Weidman though, because Weidman still has MMA grappling, and you know his MMA grappling is way better than Dominic Reyes. I could agree with I that. Just but thought, I just thought yeah, he would have been a fish out of water. But again, I can say that after the fight. Like, yeah, I didn't bet on that. That's the fight, why so. initially I was like, okay, I think he's going to be too big for him to get him down. It was a little scary, uh, you know, if he, he did get in on him, like he got deep on him on a couple of these takedowns. And that was crazy. Yeah, the takedown w- w- defense where his know, whole upper body was like back here and he still stayed standing. Doing the limbo, I think you were calling yeah, it. Yeah, right? I was like, like, what the hell? It was insane just because the, the, his length obviously plays in part with it because it's so hard to get his legs <laughs> off the ground. But one thing that a lot of people were like looking at was the fact that Weidman only had like six pounds to cut going into this fight week. Like He what? Sorry? He only had six pounds to cut going into fight week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 211. So he didn't really increase his size. I don't think that had much See, of a factor. I mean, even the way he got clipped, it had nothing to do with size. He just charged in with his chin up true, to but shoot would, in. And would just the got size popped. or extra strength have helped him finish those takedowns? Right? Oh, to finish those. I mean, it was just good technique, too, man. Dominic Reyes had good technique. Yeah, I don't the, know if the size played too much of a I, difference. I feel like it did. I, f- I truly feel like the, I, it did. Because Weidman's never been known to be like the biggest middleweight ever. Either. But Weidman like, also doesn't have, against the top guys, like amazing takedowns. Like he gets guys down. Yeah. But it, he's not like known for like, you know, just running through guys like and Khabib easily taking guys, them down. Yeah. yeah like he Khabib struggles too. Like so I don't know. I I... I I didn't. I didn't think it was too much of a factor, but it probably did. Like, didn't help. I'm seeing a lot of people are giving Dominic Reyes like, all right, title shot. Let's just put him into it right now. I could see that. 
Rankings-wise, you kind of have to, though. He's but on such a streak. He's number there's four. There's nobody else for him to fight. Or John Jones, I'm talking about. That's, there's nobody that's, else for John Jones to fight. I mean. Yeah, there's... Um, he's literally the, 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 the next guy ranked after Cormier, um, Smith, and Santos, who Jones already yeah. beat. Like, there's nobody else. I believe there's a little bit of a light heavyweight tournament going on, too, though, with him, who just won, obviously. If Johnny Walker wins impressively, they might Johnny Walker him. and Alexander Rakic, who I believe... Is probably not up there for name value. He has been wrecking dudes. But another thing he could also do is uh, whoever you award the title shot to, just get the other two guys to face off. Yeah. But, 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 somebody else brought up a point. Um, you're kind of, you know, shooting off one of the, the, the contenders right there. So why not have those two guys go fight Santos and fucking... Santos is obviously, injured. obviously injured. But even Smith as well, like... Get I those think, two guys in there again. I, I, th- I think they'll probably just give it to Reyes because not only is he number four and the next guy in line, he's also calling for it. His so. call out was so soft. I don't know about you, but I thought that was yeah, a very no. soft But he call is out. calling for it. He's asking he's for it. He's calling for it. I get he's it. not like, oh, I'll take whoever I get. He's actually asking for it and he's the next guy in line. So I feel like they'll probably do it. I don't think he has much of a chance. Let's be real. I don't know what it is about Dominic Reyes, but he reminds me of that guy that was like, he is not cool enough to be in the spot that he is at. Like, he's just that awkward guy in the corner fucking banging away. But now he just got, like, the hot chick. And now everybody's kind of looking at him. And he's yeah, kind of trying to, like, I kinda fit get, in all I kind of get what like you're saying. Like, he came out to This Is How We Do It as he's, a He's a little song. awkward, yeah. He, he's, like, he used to be, like, a tech guy, an IT tech guy before that. But he's just massive and can knock motherfuckers out, right? But he just looks like that guy. He just showed up to the party with the hot bitch. And now everybody's kind of giving him attention. I don't know what it is. He's a great I, fighter. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's, just, I like, get what you're saying. Even coming out that. to This Is... I would never come out to This Is How We Do It. Like, somebody brought up the way it was friday night and friday night's part of the song i'm like i don't give a fuck like you're coming out there for war to to fight some guy right shut the fuck up dude with him being so lanky and shit too it just looks so awkward <laughs> i didn't mind that part too much nah, but i don't know i didn't you're like long it. and lanky too so maybe i didn't like feel it for the dude <laughs> i didn't like it but i was like all right whatever yeah get in the zone uh okay so we'll give we'll we'll give dominic reyes john jones next i don't mind that at all um Jeremy Stevens and Yaya Rodriguez, performance of the night, easily Kevin McDonald, right? Like, to let that fight continue after how hurt Jeremy Stevens looked. But to Jeremy Stevens' credit, he was going for single legs and trying to make it look I like was, was worried. Rocking. I remember watching as it's happening. I'm like, the like I feel like the ref's about to jump in, but he shouldn't. Yes. Because, yeah, he was eating a lot of punch, but there were rabbit punches. Yeah. And he was... He, kept he would eat like five or six and then move a bit yeah. and move. And I was just worried in, in those little mm. delays where he was just eating them. I'm like, please don't jump in. Please yeah, don't yeah, jump yeah, in. He's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. okay. He's yeah. not that yeah. hurt. He's just eating rabbit punches and ref did an amazing job. Did not stop I it. think every other right ref call. probably would have faltered to the pressure and been like, okay, yeah. I got to stop this now. Yeah. But that ref was on it. Like It was the right call. Like, yeah, you was making it look worse because of how many times he was just I wouldn't him. have necessarily been super mad if they did stop it. Like if another ref actually, yeah. you know, like I, I had the exact same feeling as you. It was like, he's still in it. He's still yeah. in it. They but shouldn't stop this, but it's it feels like it's about to happen. It's yeah. about to happen. Yeah. But he fucking pulls through and he comes back in that third round and has a massive third round as well. Uh, I thought it was perfect. Like if you're not going to give Yair a 10-8 for that second round, you can't give Jeremy Stevens a 10-8 yeah. for that third round. So 29-28 sounds about right. I, the, the right scoring should probably be 28-27. Like it should be 
Yeah, ten nine, give ten eight, those, ten eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, agree. It probably should be so. Yeah, you still would have won. Yeah, either, either way though. Yeah, you definitely won that fight. Like hundred percent. Makes you wonder what a five round fight would have looked like. Exactly. Though that right? was my worry. Remember, right? like initially, like put all the money on Stevens when it's five <laughs> rounds in Mexico City because yeah. Yair can gas and Stevens could. I think will come on strong at the end. This fight's like, ooh, now they're three rounds in Boston. I still thought he would have. I My biggest thing, and you, you weren't as surprised about this, is the output that Yair had in that first round. Yeah. That was a little bit surprising to me. I wasn't expecting him to be that. Because I, I thought in those lulls is where Jeremy Stevens was going to start to march him down and land those shots. But even he had none of those opportunities. I remember being blown away by his cardio and output in the Caceres fight. Yeah. Because he was just throwing all these kicks and stuff, and I'm waiting for him to gas, but he's not. And I'm like, okay. So... I kind of had a feeling he would just throw a lot in the first two rounds and Stevens would have a hard time getting through it yeah. and then start to slow down. And then once that happens, Stevens could put like it on, he, but it would he, be too late. Perfect example was the beat fight as well. You know, he got that's, that's So Stevens loses. Charles Oliveira controlled him Not for two so. rounds and then boom, just Stevens beats the shit out of him in the third. Feels like all these fights, he loses the first two, wins the third. And if it was five rounds, he probably could have won the fight. Did you see what his UFC record is now? <laughs> Jeremy Stevens? It's not that great, but he's so much better than his record says. He's below 500 now. Oh, wow. He's 15 and 16. Damn. <laughs> I think he has the most losses in UFC history. That's one of the records that he holds. That's interesting. Like m- most UFC losses in the UFC He went history. beast mode, though, when he dropped to featherweight. When he was a oh, lightweight, yeah. he, was, oh, yeah. he wasn't like as refined yeah. and technical. He was just a like a bomb thrower and just like a crazy man. But then as soon as you drop to featherweight is when like, you know, the new version of Stevens happened. He's kind of lucky. That he can he, beat anybody. Man. He came in at the right time because he just seemed like when he first started off in the UFC, he just seemed like one of those guys that was like, I got nothing else to do. <clears throat> fun fight. He's just going to be a fun fight. Yeah. But now he's actually putting shit together. It's unfortunate that it's always, yeah. you know, dropping the first two rounds. Um, fuck. I, I really wish that we got the five rounds there. You know what I mean? Like, especially with all the bad blood. For that Stevens sake. Yeah. I, I, I wish... I really believe that they became friends after that second round. How can you not like, all right, you got me, but I'm still in this. Like, I think I think I even saw Yair smile at the end of it too. I'm like, okay, the beef is over. Beef is squashed. <laughs> Maybe, well, for him, it's probably after the third too. It's like after the beating I put on this dude, now he's beating my ass in the third. Like, you got to respect <laughs> That's that. like the best outcome you can have. Baseball back ever to had the body. <laughs> to survive a body yeah. kick like that. Yo, the sound on that, that was fucking ridiculous. Yo, to just... To be in that much pain with your body, but also at the same time have the wherewithal to grab singles, block your face. Like, yeah. do you know how much willpower that takes? Like, everybody in that situation probably like, no, I just want to yeah. stop. I'm yeah. out. I'm out. Captain. I'm out. He's in this pain and fighting yeah. another trained fighter through it and surviving and then Ridiculous. comes back and wins. With it. It's like, what the fuck? He just kept tucking He's his so head and tucked. getting that single, yeah. like, the single leg attempt, even though he yeah. wasn't like, finishing on it. That was ridiculous. I was kind of scared that uh, yeah, he was actually going to go to a choke as well. Because I feel like uh, during all of that chaos, he probably would have been able to find his but neck. Stevens is hard to submit, man. Oliveira had his back for like two rounds. Chaos, like, like he's uh, hard being rocked and all that. He shit. has good submission defense. That was he's crazy. Uh, was there anything else like super notable on that card? Like, I can't really think of anything else. You know, uh, what else was on that main card? <laughs> I guess you had. Uh... The Pena decision with Frivola. I, I didn't watch the fight. That was too a fight. Much. That was the card before, dude. Oh, was that? A <laughs> we can still card? go over that. I don't remember. Was that, that. a different card? <laughs> I'm, they're all blending together. Yo, for me this now. stretch that we're in is like 11 straight weeks, and I think the last one is November 16th. That's the last consecutive week. At this point, 
I just get disappointed when there's a weekend without a UFC. Me too. Because I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> yo, here? there's two. Why week, are they slacking? Two weekends straight without UFC. Oh uh, yeah. After November 16th. But there's probably going to be a Bellator else. thrown in there. It's decent. It kind yeah. of kind of bodes you bodes you. Over. Well, they're head to head this weekend. Uh, oh, actually, right. not really head to head because the Singapore card is like early right, morning. What's, what's the upcoming card? Oh, this is the morning card with Askren yeah, and Maya. Askren and Maya is the, the card's week though. 8 a.m. Yeah, it's okay. There's a is couple it? decent fights. On okay, there. I I can't remember. I love that fight that. though. That fight is like Stevie Ray yes. against Michael Johnson. Decent fight. Okay, and Michael Johnson needs to rebound after getting deaded by Emmett. Um, I can't remember whatever the fuck else. Maurice Green's on it. Uh, Jeff Hughes is on it. Um, didn't they Cyril fight each other Gain. last time too? Yeah, uh, two fights ago or something like that. But Cyril Gain, remember that guy, the Jack, like Cyril. The, oh, the big, oh, the, the big, big black guy. yeah, the big black. Yeah, dude. he's okay. He's scary. I remember that guy. Uh, who's he fighting? Uh, he's fighting another Jack Black, dude. not Jack really, but like a bigger black dude uh, from Contender Series named Dontel Mays. Okay, uh, so that's an interesting fight. Um, Jeff Hughes is fighting the last guy that Cyril Gain just knocked out. Actually, you know what's funny is how. You hear rumbles coming back. Everyone wants the Nganu fight. And now you're hearing Nganu going like, I'm frustrated with the UFC. Yeah, I need to fight. To fight yeah. There's nobody to fight. You're like, just line it oh up. Oh my God. Line it Can up. this like I don't like it for Rumble's first fight in. I feel like he should get yeah, a bit of, of a gimme. Yeah, yeah. To 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 come into the just vision, back then into get an Nganu fight, but it's like, what are we doing here, man? Like, this is, it's ready to go. You're giving me two molds and these guys fit it perfectly. Like, how is it Ganu going to come out Timing and say, Timing-wise, it kind of works out too. April how is it Ganu going to come out and say, like, oh, there's no one to fight and I need to fight? It's like, oh my God. You got there's rumbled, totally you someone got, to fight. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. I got this guy over here. <laughs> Rumble? Jesus. I, I don't know. But he's in March do. or April, and Ganu's not going to wait that long. I'm pretty sure. Um, it's not to end of October now. And if he was to get into He's already camp, itching to fight. He would want at least a three month training camp. So from November, December, January, no. February. I, I, think, I think if they get him <laughs> in on December card, 245, 244, he would take too it. Too soon. I think it's too soon in terms of nobody's going to take a fight that quickly against That's true. Ngannou. He would take it, but there's no one in the division really. Alistar doesn't want that smoke again, but he's fighting fucking Walt Harris, I think, next month. Maybe if Walt Harris wins and he wants to do a, quick, a quick turnaround, turnaround. Like just deads over him. He could get like into title contention immediately. Hey, man, you're you're it's older. Possible. You're on your run. This is the time to do it. It's possible. And over him is a winnable fight for him, just strictly based Easy. off of like Easily winning. speed winnable. and power. Athleticism. Walt Harris's problem is his output because like sometimes he's worried about his cardio and his ground game. But yeah. he's super athletic and he's quick with his hands. He's one of like, the biggest like torsos and upper bodies yeah. I've ever fucking seen. If he just fights smart, like yo, he could he could knock anybody out. He has ATT behind him, so right, like you got the coaching and the game planning. Behind that's you. that's a hundred percent a fight I would not bet on because Overeem could take him down and TKO him pretty easily, oh. or even beating him on the feet. But then Walt Harris could just one punch. You don't him. trust his chin. Like that was my concern with Weidman too. I'm like the over one and a half was uh, like the underdog money here. I think it was like plus one forty. I'm like. If Weidman's able to, you know, if his chin can hold up, he could probably like grapple fuck him to, for at least a round uh-huh. and a half. Obviously, that didn't I didn't happen. Think, I didn't right? think he would get dropped so quick. Yeah. But that was a beautiful yeah. combo, too, by Dominic Reyes moving back, left straight down the pipe. Yeah, just oh. boom, just planted and hit him. Because Weidman comes out with, he got too close in the range with his chin out. Yeah. And then you could tell he's about to go for a takedown, just gets popped. That That's it. And then the, he did not expect the hammer fist to finish him. 
Because oh, yeah, yeah, Reyes yeah, went yeah. to this side, so Wyman's probably waiting for like a left yeah, coming yeah. down here, and he just Bang. one hammer fist, and that made him all loopy, and that was. I it. think he like took two shots where he both looked both. Like, yeah, the first one clearly like rocked him again, and then I think the second one probably like put him dead, and then he was just loopy. Um, that was. I, I'm more so excited for uh, Douglas Seema and Rory McDonald this weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's this weekend. That's this okay, weekend. Yeah. So that's it's a fight. I, I that's said they're, the head fight. To, they're on the same day, but scheduling wise, it's going to be different times. It's at so nighttime. Gonna, yeah. And then the the Singapore card starts at 8 a.m. I think 8 a.m. is main card start time. That works for me actually. I I'll, probably, I'll probably like wake up. I prefer to wake up and then just skip through in between rounds and skip through fights and all that shit. It, I think yes or Friday was the first time I watched a full UFC card from beginning to end and I won't lie though the pace actually wasn't that bad because ESPN does it up well, ESPN even, is better with the pace. if you notice their last prelim fight started at 8.50 I, I'm I like was, yo they're running against the clock I was right actually gonna, going on I was going to message you that too yeah. I'm like man they're really hoping and it it was so funny because I was about to message you how it worked out perfectly because who, who what was the fight again Charles Rosa and Manny Bermudez yeah so yeah. so they literally finished up his interview at 8.59. I'm like, wow, this guy Tiny. this guy should get a bonus in the back <laughs> because he finished the fight exactly when he needed yep. to and got in an interview and finished right on the schedule, right on time. You couldn't be more Like, come on, point. man. That was fucking crazy. If I was Charles Russell, I'd be like, that I need a bonus to, somebody, for that shit. Somebody told me that happened to them at the uh, Tampa card as well. Uh, where Ryan Spann and Devin Clark, I believe, were the last fight of the prelims. And then Spann put him out, and right? Spann put him out with that choke. I think it was second round or something like that. But yeah, like they're getting really close. I'm interested to see what's going to happen, right? Because that I'm was surprised. actually, that was an ESPN Plus prelim card, I believe. And then ESPN 2 main card. So they had to they had to go on to oh, cause live television. Oh, because it's streaming onto live television. Okay, so in that case, they can probably like, keep playing the prelim while starting i guess like the intros and shit for the main card because it's a different channel do that but yeah that would because it's the same people doing it yeah that's what so unless they have pre-recorded shit ready to go right yeah they're cutting it close i don't know why this shit like intrigues me (laughs) like it's just this was like um uh jds and kane they started that fight with 20 minutes left in the broadcast and i'm like this is a five round potential first one yeah oh my god i'm like the first fox fight yeah, remember, yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be a one-hour broadcast time because they're just showing the one fight. And they they had 40 minutes of, like, pre-fight stuff. And then by the time the fight started, it was, like, 20 minutes left. I'm like, you guys better, better hope, hope it doesn't go to a yeah. decision or four rounds or something. And then one round, they got lucky. No, I guess not lucky. That was kind of disappointing yeah. for Fox debut. You, How long was that? That was less than a minute, wasn't it? Yeah. Fuck. Like, they didn't really get to fight much. That was that was unfortunate. I'm glad like we still haven't seen what they would do in this situation. So maybe next week we'll see what happens. But actually, I think that's a full ESPN Plus card as well, from beginning to end. Uh, and yeah, yeah, card, the, yeah, the Askren one. Yeah, that makes that sense. that's good with the ESPN Plus deal, which is like when they have these just random cards in fucking Singapore or wherever they can do prime time over there and just worry about streaming it whenever on ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. That's why Bellator needs to fucking straighten their shit out because. Who's tape delaying in 2019, right? Like that's oh. that's the most frustrating part. And they tape delayed on the zone. Take uh, that in. Exactly, right? They tape delayed on a streaming service. On a streaming service, yeah. That's ridiculous. What airtime are you taking up? Who else is playing? Yeah, who's making like, these deals? Like, I just don't get why you would do that. It's the stupidest thing ever, especially in 2019. Wait, is this one going to be on tape delay? Rory and Lima? No, no, no. Oh, I think God. this is in the US somewhere, okay, so we're Jesus good. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's it normally not. when they go like, Please overseas. No, yeah. I know. When they go overseas is when they usually do the tape delay. And then they do like two cars at the same time, same venue. Like It's really 
Chill out, Bellator. It's a little weird. We see you over there. You don't need to fucking wave your hands and be like, hey, here's two fucking events for you guys. Right? Um, so Ben Askren. Yeah, I think David Maya. I got Ben. I'm I'm leaning a little bit more towards Ben Askren as well. You're right. Like Damian Maya is more of a controller when he gets these guys yep. onto the ground. He's gotten way better guys to the ground, taking their back and not finish them. So in my opinion, I'm like, even if he gets those positions on Askren, mm-hmm. Askren should be able to defend it no problem. And Askren will probably actually be the better controller in terms of getting better positions. Yeah. The wrestler generally wins in the position war. Yep. It's just the the if if his if his submissions aren't that good, the jujitsu guy can get him. But I, I just I just don't see how Maya has a hard time finishing other guys, but he's really good with control. But I think I actually think Askren's gonna out control him. This is one of the matchups for Damian Maya where I believe like he's gonna be fighting a wrestler of this caliber, which are like Colby Covington and Kamar Usman, but don't have the the striking ability of a Kobe Covington or a Kamar Usman, who's again, there's I'd say Kobe Covington doesn't have as good striking as Kamar Usman. Uh, he has the volume and the output, yeah, but he doesn't have the technique and type and stuff like that. But Ben Askren's Ben Askren's stand up is piss poor. Let's be honest. This is, I think, the 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 one fight where the wrestler will actually take Damian Maya down and try to hold him down. Not only that, I think this might be the one fight in years of if maybe ever where Damian Maya is going in as the better striker. <laughs> Like, I think Damian Maya might want to keep this standing. You but actually have a point there. His problem is, I always find this really weird with really smart guys. Frank Muir, Damian Maya, they come off as so intelligent, but they make the dumbest mistakes in fights sometimes. You're like, how does someone so yeah. smart do this? Damian Maya has gassed so many times towards the end of fights. And yet, sometimes, like, you remember the Colby fight? He's, like, throwing insane volume in the first round and i'm like what are you basing this off of you always gas you know you're gonna get tired what are you doing here (laughs) yeah it's too much so his whole problem is like he probably can't stand for five rounds without gassing yeah and getting tired he just doesn't know how to pace himself well askren has eaten bombs from high level strikers no problem he'll still get a hold of them and drag them to the ground his striking is so bad relatively but he still beats all these guys that's how ridiculous it is just one flying knee that's it i i truly believe the 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 impact of the flying knee has had an, an influence on this betting line oh about that like i think even if jorge was to go out there and like which is finish weird. him in the set is in the second or third minute yeah with like a legit combination i don't think he would be as big of an underdog as he is or sorry i i think he would be a bigger favorite right now yeah yeah uh, yeah compared to just getting starched by that one knee. that one knee which is which is down. totally weird so when dumb. you think about it because damien might have no knockout power like <laughs> a matchup versus damien um a knockout loss to jorge masvidal has like no effect on how your fight with Damian Maya yeah. is gonna go. You're not uh, expecting Damian Maya to come out there. With he's a not gonna blast it with a knockout or yeah. hurt him standing. Maybe like you know what I mean. Maybe some ground and pound sort of, but I probably not. So I don't understand why the odds are this close. Like yeah. minus one forty for Ben Askren plus one. I think they've gone up to like minus one seventy. That's crazy so though, to me. So. It's probably gonna be similar to the Jake Shields fight, but now Maya's older and probably regressed a bit. So yeah. I think it's gonna be probably like an easy. Like a four-one decision for Ben Askren. You like I, I can Maya see, I can see Maya round. getting around in maybe Ben losing a position, getting his back taken and controlled for a round, something like that. I could easily see that happening. But I, th- I think overall he's gonna he's he's gonna handle him. Yeah, I think Ben Askren's actually gonna be my lock of the night play for that night. Like now that I'm thinking about at it those more, odds. Yeah, it's like a what bit can ridiculous. Maya do to yeah. beat Ben Askren? You're like, oh, he can sub him. Maya doesn't sub most yeah. people. It's more about control. 
And who's yeah. probably the best MMA grappler controller is probably Ben, ben Askren. Askren. And he's younger. He's a better, he's a younger version of him too. He's Maya's like, old. Yeah. Maya's 42. People yeah. forget that, man. Five he's, round fight, 42 years old, flying overseas. <laughs> and, well, and, Ben Askren is flying overseas. Yeah, but he, but Singapore, guess, he, he's yeah. fought there. He has experience True. there too. That's his home yeah, from yeah. 1FC. So I don't know. I just, I think everything's in Ben Askren's favor. For I'm this. interested to see if Ben actually, because there's a Evolve fight team over there. I believe that's one they used to train with when he was fighting at 1FC. Uh-huh. And obviously with Duke, Duke Rufus too. But I'm interested to see if he's actually gone out there to train to kind of acclimate to that time zone and all that shit. Oh, yeah. Um, that would be interesting. Good fight. You know, like it's kind of the fight that you want Ben Askren to have after such a devastating loss. You know what's crazy too? I believe uh, Maya is ranked above Askren right now. If I'm not mistaken, Askren's like... What is my Maya has the win over Anthony Martin last? Yeah, I think Maya's like 10 or 9 and, and Askren's like 11 or 12. That's weird. Because yeah. he was like number 4 or something. He was like, like 6 until Masvidal knocked him out. Right. He dropped that far. That's what's always weird to me. If Jorge Masvidal had defended takedowns and then pieced him up and TKO'd him, that would have been way more... T- like technically speaking, that would be a way more impressive win. I agree. Um, but I do prefer uh, Ben Askren to be fighting a guy like Damian Maia. Let's be I, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Especially after you're coming, if you're coming off a devastating knockout yeah. and you want a quick turnaround, there's no better guy to fight than Damian Maia. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just gonna. He put doesn't you even to sleep. want to punch you. He's let's not be gonna hurt you. He doesn't gonna, want to punch you. He just wants to control you and put you to sleep. That's I, what he's gonna do. He's I think trying they could to come to like a gentleman's agreement and be like, "Hey, let's just do this jujitsu style. I'll start on my butt, and you just seriously guard and this is fucking." The, the fight's gonna start with Maya butt scooting and Askren on his knees. You know how John Jones always starts with in that like spider position type of thing yep damien's gonna start off like that and then astron's gonna come on his scoot. knees and they're just gonna engage right into a guard position because they know yeah. it's gonna get there anyway why 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 play this game that'll be fucking hilarious. that's probably what's gonna happen God damn. but yeah um, this is a good fight for yeah for Askren. he gets one good win here maybe and then he would be like 10 ish one good win and he's like right back in title there. Shot. So you could see like two if he gets like another two, three wins, he could he could get a title fight. His long wished and anticipated possible fight with George St. Pierre is out of the question now though. Hundred percent. I don't think we're ever gonna get that. I think it, there was a chance of it if it he continued his like We're getting a streak. chance of Khabib and GSP the way it's looking. Anyway. The way GSP looks how small everybody's, he looks everybody's like shitting on that fight i'm actually i would be very excited for it because I'm, i think gsp still has enough to offer that he will still be competitive and then khabib's wrestling and stuff i'm he, not that interested because of gsp's age first time to lightweight all that stuff yeah. um but i would definitely but i'm not like hating on it i'm not like oh, i don't want to see that i, I would, just i'm you, not too excited but hey yeah i'll watch you, that you got to do ferguson khabib and then if he's able to get, get past that then why, give me uh, why is that fight not announced yet I know. Uh, actually, uh, Ali was talking about it with, uh, I forgot who it was. Well, Even Dana was talking about it with somebody. It should be so. Potentially March. Apparently, Tony wanted to fight February, March, and Khabib saying March, April. So March, so March is, seems to be like the perfect time to just get this fight in. I feel like they were scheduled for a March fight before. But, but actually, honestly, when I think about they've it. They've been no, scheduled like four times before, so I get it. That's five months out. It's probably too early to announce. I yeah. If he's able to get past Ferguson, I don't know put who them else in, is really standing. Put them out. in bubbles, bro. <laughs> bubble wrap them, tape them up, and Ferguson shit. can do all his crazy ass yeah. training in a bubble, bro. That's it. That's I hope it, they fucking man. put that shit together. Um, how are you like in the new space? Dude? Yeah, this is this is dope, man. <laughs> I was telling you. I, was I telling feel like earlier. I feel like it's a better way for us to because because even sitting on that couch that we had at Big Rob's, it was a little awkward, just like. 
yo, it's good. Like, what do you think about this and all that? This and stuff. is like, the more traditional little, setup you see in podcasts. Yeah. Always a single chair angled in like this because it's my, like, oh, perfect camera. But at the same time, I could see you. My inspiration for this was kind of the whiskey ginger vodka. I think you were he has me. like the best setup me that. for like Santino. bare minimum. But all of them are like this fighter and the kid. If you look at it, just a camera facing. And they have a lot more decorations and stuff too. I have. There's more zoomed out. Yeah. Whereas the whiskey ginger looks just like this. Yeah. I think they even show their feet a little bit more too. It's a little bit more. We don't have as much room to work with. And I'm very curious to see how much room Santino has to work with as well. Because if you really look at it, it doesn't seem like the biggest space either. No. Right. Because like both chairs are like almost at the walls and they have the little table. I was going to get a smaller table than this, but I'm like, eventually we can like put our laptops and shit on here. We can have our tablets just for the like only, reference and stuff. Start to fact check each other. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the main the, thing. The only difference, the uh, sorry, different ones I saw were like Delia and Theo, but that's mostly because I think single they're alone. Camera. They're yeah, alone yeah. and they're like more zoomed in. I have to figure out a single camera setup for myself too when I start doing my own other content and stuff too. But I kind of figured it out. Just put the camera on that side and sure sit on that chair that you're on right this now. Is, so oh, it's perfect. But it's working out perfectly. Different. Like even like this just is like talking. for people that obviously can't see behind the camera. It's a little bit more of a uh a multitasking room let's put it that way we mm-hmm. got my studio on one side and then we got my girls like office stuff on the other she's in school still so she can like focus on her shit there i Don't didn't even take that it. in yeah like that, obviously like we're studying table we're still in the middle of That's the move right mind. like we haven't completely unpacked either so like all of her shit's gonna be set up over there now she's like fully into her school schedule so that's gonna be yeah i was hoping like i was thinking that i was gonna have to like have like a, a collapse mode where i'll like have to bring everything in so she has more room to do her stuff but i can i just gotta move this table a little bit further back and she's good to go she's got her yeah she has her like rolly chair that she can put there and this that's no issue i fucking love it i i I think it allows like i don't know about you but i felt like a little bit of a easier vibe talking this way than it was at his place for some reason so it's easier to get this done it's this yeah, it's yeah. Crane your neck this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than fucking straining so much, right? It's it's better this way, and uh, I feel like, and it's just easier for us too. We were all doing it like every two weeks or every like month or something, just because it was hard to like line up our schedules and get down to fucking Big Rob's place together at the same That's time. That's like yeah, 25, 30 minutes down the road. So first, yeah, yeah you, I got to meet up with you. Then we go. Then it's it's always happening during rush hour. No, exactly. So that adds no so much less. more time to it. Yeah. Too, right? So realistically, we're dedicating like three hours, four hours to something. Yeah. That was my issue with it was like, Takes it's it's time. a one hour podcast, but yeah, yeah, it was like three, three and a half hours just taken up from travel and, and all that Tony stuff. Tony just so. reached my place within like what? Eight minutes, 10 minutes? Like 12 minutes. 12 minute drive. No traffic Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday traffic. <laughs> That's it. So right. easy. Yeah. And I, I think Sundays are probably the best day to record too. Right after the event. You know, this was an exception because it was a Friday night card, but normally we have Saturday yeah. night cards. So it's good to just have it fresh on the mind, talk about it ASAP, get our thoughts out about it. And then just also a little talk later. Shit. I, I like the free flowing aspect of it. Like that. I like it better I, too. A little later. To like sticking to like, I had a script that I was trying to like stick to and all that. It just didn't feel natural. It just, this feels a lot easier. Yeah, because we, we always get to those points anyway. Exactly. Like, as you're talking, you'll say something that, like, a trigger the Kane Brock stuff. Oh, one last thing about that. <laughs> go for it, Apparently, go for it. they did a press conference for it to announce the fight initially. Like, they actually did a press conference I to announce I saw a picture Kane Brock and Fury Strowman. <sighs> Yo, do you think Fury can knock him out? I'm just, like, for, on the real, though. Do you think he can knock him out? <laughs> you think he's got the power to put out Strowman? <laughs> so, anyways... Apparently, according to John Pollock, John Pollock, I love that he watches all this stuff and just recaps it for us. He's he's amazing. He said that Kane was terrible at the press conference, like so awkward. Ray Mysterio was trying to feed him lines to like, you know, like, you know, make it seem like there's beef and they're trying to big up the fight. And 
before Poor you leave King. here, yeah, download the <laughs> Hawani podcast and just listen to his interview. That's it. If you no, want a nice giggle to, home, if you want a nice giggle home, just fucking no, listen to that. That's it. I've seen the trend. Who needs Delia? Who needs Fighter in the Cage? You got fucking. Oh, funny King part Velasquez is, I'm actually currently listening to Delia's podcast. Yeah. That's what I was listening to on the way here, and I'll listen on the way I back. That. It's fucking hilarious. I love that guy. He's. <laughs> He's the he has the best podcast. I've I've tweeted out consistently him entertaining throughout. Yeah, like just all goofy. He does like no like you don't get any insight about yeah. his views on politics it's or any any nonsense. It's, it's not educational. Just goofy. That's it. I, I've it's tweeted out him fun. before, and I don't think he's replies to me. But I said that I may possibly steal his soundboard from him. Just his just his reactions. That's it. None of the songs that he uses, but just his own reactions, and I have like a board ready for here for us. Just. Like, eh. just one of his stupid. Just make sure you reactions. let him know that you're a true baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me a pin, bro. I'll wear the pin. Yeah. And Fuck. that you spread the hedonistic lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> cabin, cabin, log cabin in the woods, bro. I got you. Um, I think that was a successful return yeah. from the hiatus. I yep. apologize that we weren't able to get back. Consistent. The whole setup is good. Setup's good. Every Sunday we're going to be recording. Release for you guys every Monday. So happy Monday to anybody that's listening to this stuff. And we got a lot more other stuff in the works too. So. Stay tuned for that shit. We can even just like hit you with random bonus episodes if we have shit to talk exactly. about. Exactly. Because it's so easy for me to just get over here. You yeah. just want to stroll in on a Tuesday? <laughs> yeah. Fucking stroll in on a Tuesday with the fucking exactly. Tony Tuesday meal or some shit. I know Tony doesn't have KFC, but it's yeah, all good. Uh, thanks for joining us. As always, check the website, MMALOTN.ca. Check me out on Twitter at MMALOTN. Tony is also on Twitter, but he never uses it. But you guys can still I'm follow not. him if you want. At Tunes. I'm not that's C H E W N E. When did I make that account again? When does it say that I joined? When does it say that I joined? I think it was like 2011 or something. Yeah, I remember I told you. I was like, yeah, I think I made it like 2013. Then you looked, it was like 2011. Yo, if we get some heat behind his follower account or following, I'm sure he'll fucking download the app and probably get right on it. So that'd be the day if if I get on Twitter. I'll have balloons and streamers and fucking confetti here. Day, I see him actually fucking tweet out, and then we have an episode together. Twitter so. would probably send me an email. Like, we, we see I, that you finally joined. <laughs> this wow. is an irregular activity. You sure you don't want us to fucking drop this or something? Fuck. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week, next Monday. Peace out.